Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Thursday, July 22nd. Today on the show, Nashville SC steals a point on the road. We've got a quick look ahead at the fourth and final day of SEC Media Days. The Nashville Predators lose a player in the expansion draft, but we begin with massive rumors about potential SEC expansion. I'm going to ask you guys a very simple question. Do you like money? Are you a smart person? (laughs) If you are one of those two things, which I'm assuming all of you are, then you need to know the name The Kingston Group. They've been taking care of homes in Middle Tennessee for over a decade by being smart and by making people money. They create beautiful projects, they bring your home to life, and they do it with a proven technique and a proven track record of success. So if you like money, and you like your home, and you like happiness, and you're smart, which I'm assuming all of you are, then you need to remember the name The Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm. BuildKG.com is the website. There's going to come a time when you need to make a decision about your home, and when that time comes, Make sure you remember the name, the Kingston Group. The Houston Chronicle reported on Wednesday afternoon that Texas and Oklahoma have reached out to the SEC and inquired about transferring and joining the conference. The report also stated that an announcement could be coming in the next couple of weeks. Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, during a million interviews, said no comment when asked about the situation. From what I understand, there is a little bit of fire here and not just a bunch of smoke. Texas wants to be a free agent, and there is no better conference, more financially lucrative conference, and a better athletic conference than the SEC. Oklahoma would come along with them. They would reunite with Texas A&M, which may or may not make the Aggies happy, and it would make the SEC far and away the most powerful, the most financially successful, and the most talented conference in the history of college football. It wouldn't even be close. I'm not sure it's great for the health of the sport for Texas and Oklahoma to join the already powerful and already number one in the SEC. But my God, it would piss everybody off, especially the Big Ten, and would leave everyone scrapping and clawing with fury to try to secure their conference. The ACC's in good shape. They, they bring in Notre Dame and another team. Maybe they're fine. The Big Ten maybe scoops up a couple of Big 12 leftovers, and maybe the rest go to the Pac-12, and we have a, a four-league, 16-team super conference situation. I don't know how serious all of this is, but from what I am hearing, these are far more interesting conversations and far more meaningful conversations that have merit than people initially believed. The idea of adding Texas and Oklahoma should be a no-brainer for Greg Sankey and the SEC. Sure, there's plenty of legal stuff to work out as the Big 12 owns the television rights for both Texas and Oklahoma for four more seasons, but I'm assuming that if you get some powerful enough lawyers, they could figure that all out. The NHL expansion draft took place on Wednesday evening, and the Seattle Kraken selected Callie Yarncroke, a forward for the Nashville Predators. He's almost 30 years old. He's played over 500 games in a Nashville Predators sweater, had four 30-point seasons, and could do a little bit of everything. He only had one more year left on his contract at about $2 million, so there's a chance that this was going to be his final season in a Preds sweater. It is obviously disappointing, potentially, that Matt Duchesne or Ryan Johansson wasn't selected, but not surprising. Callie Yarncroke was the pick, and he will be a tough player to replace in that he can do a whole lot of things. That being said, at almost 30 years old and 5'11 and 180 pounds, he does not fit the mold of what this Nashville Predators team wants to be, which is bigger, stronger, and tougher. If you'd like a lot more conversation about the loss of Callie Yarncroke, 
and sort of the new direction of the Nashville Predators franchise, please check out the Gold Standard Podcast. It was published on Wednesday evening, so go check that out. A very long conversation about Ryan Ellis, about the new acquisitions, and of course about replacing and losing Callie Yarncroke. The biggest story here for me for the Nashville Predators is that this roster looks a whole lot different today than it did just two or three weeks ago. Victor Arvidsson, Ryan Ellis, Pecorine, and Callie Yarncroke, guys that have played a ton of games, are now all gone in the span of weeks. This team, this offseason, its goal, David Poyle's goal, was to get younger, bigger, and more physical. That has happened with every single move. Are they better? No, I do not think they are. I think they're a bubble playoff team on paper right now, but they have a ton more cap space and are a lot younger and a lot more physical. Hopefully, John Hines can develop all these young guys and maybe Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson will live up to the prices on those contracts. Either way, the Nashville Predators fan base should expect at least two seasons for this soft reset, as we call it, to fully take root and actually bear fruit. Should they make the playoffs this season? Great. But these moves are a longer-term view and bigger picture for this organization that is trying to be successful in two or three seasons Because right now on paper, you cannot take all of that production, all of that talent, and all that leadership away in a matter of weeks and still be a better hockey team. Again, for a lot more conversation, more in-depth conversation about all this stuff that's happened, please check out the Gold Standard Podcast. Day number four at SEC Media Day is always the most difficult day for coaches because half the media has left and people are sort of tired of talking season already by day four. But I do think we've got some interesting personalities. Missouri's Eli Drinkowitz gets things started. He is a larger personality than people realize, and he's got a much better football team than people realize. So so the thing I'm watching with Missouri is going to be the head coach and how I think he's going to surprise a lot of people with his personality and his delivery. Keep an eye on Missouri's Eli Drinkwitz. Sneaky good football team this year. Arkansas's Sam Pittman also, of course, uh, just an absolutely beloved offensive line coach who's got a great staff in Arkansas. Can he keep those guys together? and continue to show progress. I think many people doubted the hire, but I think his first SEC media days, since they didn't have him last year, going to be very interesting for Sam Pittman, a very jovial personality as well, very likable guy, very much down to earth. And then, of course, Brian Harson at Auburn makes his debut in SEC media days as well, along with his quarterback, Bo Nix, assuming they're both going to have to answer questions about how secure Nix's job is in Auburn, which, of, which of course, is sort of ridiculous because he's going to have to answer that question like 400 times on Thursday there you go. Eli Drinkwitz, Sam Pittman, Brian Harson, Missouri, Arkansas, and Auburn wrap up SEC Media Days on Thursday. Without half of their starting lineup, Nashville SC survived Wednesday night against Columbus in Ohio to steal a road point in the nothing-nothing draw. The boys in gold played most of the second half on the back foot in their own zone. The tired legs were obvious, but keeper Joe Willis made seven big saves and collected his sixth shutout of the year. A bunch of guys were making their first start of the season. Captain Dax McCarty was asked to play out of position, and the Columbus crowd was making life tough for SC. But the club showed a ton of character and discipline and depth, and it led to yet another clean sheet. Nashville SC moved up to third place in the Eastern Conference with the draw and now sits at 5-1-8 on the season. Next up for Nashville, rival Cincinnati comes to Nissan Stadium on Saturday night at 7-30 for their third match in eight days. Special thanks to our great friends at the Kingston Group, bringing you the 440 every single morning for free. Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm, award-winning as well, I might add. So again, if you like money and you're smart, make sure you remember the name, the Kingston Group. Buildkg.com is the website. Go check out their work. 
I've said it a hundred million times. Go look at it. It speaks for itself. Buildkg.com is the website. Thank you guys all for listening, of course. Always appreciate you guys. Please share the product, share the show. Just tell somebody about it. It's all we ask. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports on Twitter and Facebook, at 440 Media on Instagram. Again, thank you all for listening. This has been the 440 for Thursday, July 22nd. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.